0: Hello, this is Martha DeGrasse here again for Wi-Fi Alliance, and this is The Signal, our podcast where we give you the inside track on Wi-Fi. These are meant to be smart conversations with industry leaders. We want to deliver a new perspective on the growing portfolio of Wi-Fi technologies that we see changing the connectivity landscape. And we have a great episode for you today. We are going to be talking about the very first Wi-Fi 60 deployment at a live entertainment venue in North America. That is San Francisco's Chase Center, home of the NBA champion, Golden State Warriors. And here to tell us about this is Daniel Brusilovski. He is VP of Technology for the Warriors. Daniel, welcome to The Signal.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Martha.
0: Yeah, thank you for being here. So let's start off by setting the scene. And I I noticed that this deployment actually went live after the championship game. So you got through the whole season without this Wi-Fi 6 system, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. So when we opened Chase Center in 2019, we were one of the first venues to open with Wi-Fi 6. And we felt really good about the Aruba infrastructure that we put in. We were one of the first venues with Wi-Fi 6, one of the first venues with the 8400 series. So we felt really good about our technology infrastructure. But about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, we have so many conversations with the HPE and Aruba team about what is coming in the future, what is in the pipeline, what new technologies should we as an organization be thinking about? And Wi-Fi 6E was at the top of the list. You know, When we think about what we value in terms of what's important to us as a business, we are obsessed with creating the best fan experience possible. And technology is an enabler oftentimes on how we're able to do that. And so through all of these conversations with the Aruba team, It was very clear that Wi Fi 6E is something that we're gonna need to pay very close attention to. And when the time is right, we got that call from Aruba saying, okay, we think it's ready uh, for go time. And we're honored and thrilled that Chase Center is the first venue in the sports and entertainment industry to deploy Wi Fi 6E.
0: Okay, great. Okay, so I misspoke. You did have Wi Fi 6 for the season, you did not have Wi Fi 6E, right?
1: Correct. Yes, 6E went live in September of 2022.
0: Okay, so what triggered you to say, okay, Aruba, it's time?
1: Yeah, I think there's a few main reasons. One is, like I said earlier, as an organization, we are obsessed with creating the best fan experience possible. We want Chase Center and Thrive City to be globally known as a top entertainment destination. And the needs of our fans and our consumers have changed. Connectivity is an absolutely critical, crucial piece to how we deliver a best-in-class fan experience. And so as we think about what technology infrastructure we have within our building, we're constantly looking at what we can do to make sure that we have the infrastructure for the needs of today, but most importantly, for the needs of tomorrow and in the future for many years to come. And when we looked at the opportunities that 6C and really the 6 gigahertz spectrum provided, it was more bandwidth in dense areas. And when you look at the seating bowl of a venue like Chase Center, It's almost like a match made in heaven where it's just a perfect application of that technology for the needs of us as an organization, but also enabling the needs and the opportunities for our fans as well. So it really felt like this was perfect timing to deploy something that was groundbreaking technology across the industry, but also had very specific use cases and solved needs that we have as an organization, but also for our fans as well.
0: And just for anyone who may not know, the, the advantage with 6E is that it gets you into that 6 gigahertz spectrum band, so a, a lot of new bandwidth that you don't have available with just Wi-Fi 6, right? Exactly. Okay, so did you consider any other technologies? Probably not, since you were already pretty much committed to Wi-Fi, right?
1: We did not. And maybe I'll take a step back to 2017, 2018, when we were actually designing and building Chase Center and going back to the vision that was set out by our ownership group led by Joe Lakup and Peter Guber, which is that Chase Center and Thrive City had to be a connected experience. And you can't create a connected experience without connectivity. So for us, a huge part of our technology infrastructure from a venue perspective was having an incredibly robust and scalable Wi-Fi wireless and cellular network infrastructure. And we've been able to achieve that. And so being one of the first venues to open with Wi-Fi 6, now being one of the first venues, the first venue with Wi-Fi 6E, we feel like we are continuing to push that envelope around creating that connected experience. And that's what's enabling us to do, like I said earlier, the needs that we have today as an organization and what our fans are expecting from us. But also this opens up so many opportunities for us in the future these things that we're not even thinking about today, we're not going to have to worry about bandwidth or the ability for our fans to be able to connect and use their phone in our venue. For me, that is exactly what we want to use with technology being the enabler of those types of experiences.
0: Gotcha. So I know Chase Center can host more than 18,000 people, but then in addition to the actual stadium, there are a lot of restaurants, even offices, Talk a little bit about the size and scope of the surrounding area and whether the Wi-Fi 6E is going to extend to serve that
1: great question. So Chase Center is obviously the the centerpiece of of our mixed-use development here in the Mission Bay area of San Francisco, but it's not just what we have here. So there's obviously Chase Center, which is an 18,064-seat venue where our hope is to host many, many events. Uh, Obviously, Warriors games will be kind of the anchor of what we do, but concerts, family shows, other basketball games. We just had the University of San Francisco men's and women's team play recently. So we want to have hundreds of events uh, a year within the building. But it's also important for us to create something that people want to come before an event, stay after an event. If there's not an event, have a place where you can just gather if you live in the community or if you want to just come and grab a bite to eat. And so as part of that, the, the overall project includes Chase Center. It includes two office towers that are about 580,000 square feet, which is a joint venture with Uber, their global headquarters. We have a little over 100,000 square feet of retail space for bars, restaurants. Chase Bank has a branch. And so the the idea is that when you come to Thrive City, which is what we call the public area outside of Chase Center, which is about three acres and includes uh, the largest outdoor video board in, in San Francisco, we want it to be a destination 365 days a year. Regardless of if there's anything happening within the arena or not, we want Chase Center and Thrive City to be known as that destination, but going back to something I said earlier around the vision of this being a connected experience, part of that meant that for all eleven acres that we own and operate, we have full connectivity from a Wi Fi and a DAS perspective. So the minute you walk onto Thrive City, Wi Fi is available. So that means in the plaza, in the parking garages, obviously in the arena. So we're really excited about what we've been able to do thus far with 6E inside of the arena, we're now waiting for, for some of the regulators and, and some of the, the agency bodies that approve, you know, like the FCC for 6E outdoors, which is not available quite yet. So we're still Wi-Fi 6 outdoors, but we look forward to in the future deploying Wi-Fi 6E across all 800 plus of our access points across the entire campus.
0: So you've got 800 access points. How many of those are indoor versus how many outdoor?
1: So far in our arena bowl, in the seating bowl, we have about 250 access points, which have been upgraded to Wi-Fi 6E. So the remainders are in back of house area, concourses, suites, in the parking garages, outdoors, kind of cover the rest of the campus. And the plan is we've taken a phased approach with Wi-Fi 6E. It was going to be really hard for the the scale of the venue that we are and the the complexity of our schedule with the amount of events that we have. It was going to be a challenge to replace every single AP within the arena. So we've taken a phased approach, which is phase one, start with the the seating bowl, which is, we think the most critical area because that's where our fans are. That's where they're during games and events and where bandwidth is is obviously a necessity. And then over the coming years, we'll look at areas like back of house and concourses and suites and some of the other areas around the building to ensure that we have a full 6E deployment over the coming years. So this is not a, a set it and forget it type of project. This is a phased approach that we're working hand in hand with the Aruba team and HPE on making sure that we do this the right way instead of rushing to to anything that may not really enhance the fan experience.
0: Absolutely. Now, what made Aruba HPE the right partner for this?
1: This goes back many years. One of the things I really appreciate about our organization is that we are the subject matter experts in a few areas, right, in terms of we know how to sell tickets to a basketball game or to a concert. We know how to put on a basketball game. We do incredible work in the community. Now, there's also areas that we are not the subject matter experts in. And I would say designing high-density Wi-Fi networks and wired and wireless infrastructure is not something that we as an organization are going to be globally renowned, known for doing. And so our vision was always to partner with who we thought were the best of the best in each of those categories across our entire technology stack. And it was very apparent after our first few meetings with the HPE and the Aruba teams that Not only were they the best in the industry, but they also had a shared vision uh, of what we were trying to achieve at Chase Center and Thrive City. Our relationship with HPE goes back many, many years, and they are one of the most critical components to our technology infrastructure because we can't do anything without the connectivity. The fact that the Aruba team called us and said, we want Chase Center to be one of the first venues in the world with Wi-Fi 6E let's co-innovate together, that's an incredible honor and something that you can only do if you have a true partnership. This is a true partnership where we are aligned for many years to come because we have a shared belief on using technology to enable our business, enable the experiences that our fans wanna do, do incredible work in the community as well.
0: So let's talk about some of those future fan experiences that you and HPE are thinking about. Let's talk about what fans can do now with wireless technology and what you see down the road.
1: Yeah, this is the fun part, right? Yeah. We've seen a huge shift, I think, over the last few years, especially within the sports and entertainment industry on how we use our mobile devices. Just to give you an example, prior to COVID, when we opened Chase Center in September of 2019, we were not 100% mobile ticketing in terms of being able to get into the building. So we still had paper tickets for season ticket holders if they opted into that. Coming out of COVID, we went 100% digital tickets. Okay, so if so your phone the,
0: is dead, you're not getting in. Is that correct? But
1: thankfully, we have chargers all over the arena, so that should not be an issue. But because of that, we've made really heavy investments in our mobile infrastructure. Our Warriors Plus Chase Center app really feels like that remote control to your experience at Chase Center, whether it's mobile ticketing, food and beverage ordering, navigation and wayfinding, all of the public transit and transportation options, including live transit, direct in the app, content and AR functionality and second screen experience, all of that within the app. And so there's been a a huge change, I think, in consumer behavior on how we use these devices. So there's a lot that obviously we're doing today that technology like Wi-Fi enables us to do. But more importantly, as we think about things like AR, VR, mixed reality, you're seeing what is possible when you have... An immense amount of bandwidth and you can deliver highly immersive experiences, I think that's one of the most exciting parts of what we're thinking about today is what are those immersive experiences that we can design for the future while also making sure that we can do the needs of today?
0: Absolutely. What about sports betting? Is that on your radar screen? Because that can really be helped by fast, low latency wireless.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's not legal in California yet. So unfortunately, it's not something that we can partake today. But I think This technology is a perfect enabler for something like sports betting. So we're going to see kind of what happens in in the future.
0: Yeah. Now, with the mobile ticketing, that sounds like one of the biggest use cases now. Is that right? Yes. So do you tell people to download it before they get there? Or is the network robust enough that they can just download it when they're in line and everything's fine?
1: Really, both will work. But we do an immense amount of communication with our fans. We send a no-before-you-go email with... All the things you need to know about tonight's game, things like ticketing information, parking information, if it's a, a special themed night, if there's any giveaways. We try to provide as much information to our fans as possible. That being said, if you do come to Chase Center and you don't have the app downloaded or your ticket saved to wallet, because we have full Wi-Fi connectivity out in the plaza before you even get indoors, you will be able to, to download the Warriors plus Chase Center mobile app with ease and, and get into the building as quick as possible.
0: That's huge. Okay, now I think another advantage with 6E is the ability to dynamically allocate bandwidth or or configure automatically, role-based policies, all of that. Are you using a lot of that capability?
1: It's something that is a core part of our Aruba infrastructure using technology like ClearPass. We have essentially two SSIDs at Chase Center. We have our fan-facing SSID, which is called Xfinity Wi-Fi at Chase Center. And then we have our internal SSID. And the amount of devices, connected devices that run on our network without a single fan device being connected to our network is pretty immense. So, for example, we have 1,300 IPTV displays around the arena. All of those are run on the network all of our security cameras, access control, our building management systems. You could imagine the breadth of devices that are connected to our network infrastructure without a single fan being inside the building. And so using technology like ClearPass, we can dynamically segment which devices need to be connected to which VLAN and what they need access to within our overall network infrastructure to enable really smooth network connectivity. Because the last thing we want to do is have an IPTV device connected to a point of sale VLAN, which has different permissions and has maybe uh, different security and compliance needs. And so ClearPass has been an absolutely critical piece to our network infrastructure because it enables us to segment the thousands and thousands of devices that we have, but also also enable all of our fans who connect to our network to still have incredible speeds and have all the bandwidth that they need without interfering with any of our back-of-house devices or things that really run our venue
0: right right as you mentioned before you're hoping to be active and busy year-round and especially during those games can you explain a little bit about how you managed the deployment given that pace I know you said that it's it's a gradual process but it still sounds like you got a lot done in a short amount of time
1: Yeah, that we did. Huge kudos to our internal IT operations team, our network integrator, and obviously the Aruba team who was with us every step of the way. Thankfully, this process was actually pretty simple. Because we didn't have to upgrade any of our core switches, essentially all we had to do was take the old AP out of the enclosure, take the new 635 AP, swap it, configure it, And we were pretty much ready to go. So that process took a little less than two weeks to swap out over. To do 250
0: of those? That's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that was honestly one of the major selling points of why we wanted to do it and why we could do it with the timeline that we had because we had a very short window this summer when there weren't any events in the building where we could have uninterrupted access to the seating bowl. And so the fact that we didn't have to upgrade any of our core network infrastructure, it was just swapping out the AP with the new 635 made this an absolute no-brainer to do when we were able to do it. And we were ready for a concert in the early parts of September and we've been rocking and rolling ever since.
0: That's fantastic. Okay, one use case I don't think we've talked too much about that I do hear a lot from sports venues is contactless concessions. Is that something that you're doing or looking at doing?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, this was part of how we were able to reopen safely coming out of COVID and really establish Chase Center as the safest venue in the country was an emphasis on contactless transactions. So whether that's at a point of purchase, whether that's there's many different ways on handling contactless, but that was a big part of our mobile strategy as well, enabling more food and beverage ordering through our app, for example. When we opened Chase Center, there were only a handful of concession stands or what we call eateries that accepted mobile orders. Today, that number is significantly higher. And just recently, we announced a partnership with DoorDash, where you can now use the DoorDash app to order from Chase Center eateries. So you can be sitting in your seat connected to our Wi-Fi 6E network and put in a mobile order at your favorite concession stand or eatery before that halftime rush and know that your order is going to go in with lightning fast speed and and you'll be able to pick up your food. So those are a lot of the big things that have really changed over the last really two years is more of that mobile driven experience to enable those quicker transactions and, and safer transactions.
0: Okay, great. So do you look at specific financial or business results that you get from this network? Is that something that you can quantify or not at this
1: time? Absolutely. We do a ton of work around customer satisfaction and NPS. So after every single event, we send out an email to every single attendee who attended the event and we ask them to fill out a survey and we ask them questions about every single part of the experience. And we also ask about their venue technology experience. And I'm really proud to say that our venue technology scores uh, are one of the highest that we have. And I think a a huge part of that is because we have such an incredibly robust network infrastructure that if you wanna just come and use your phone and not connect to Wi-Fi, we have a, a very robust DAS network you want to come and connect to, to wi-fi which a majority of our fans do they're able to use their phones with ease and so i'm really proud of the work that we've been able to do again and being obsessed about that customer experience to have that data with nps and customer satisfaction that shows that this actually does impact the business
0: yeah it sounds like it and can you offer the network as a service to some of those other businesses that are surrounding in thrive city
1: Technically, yes, because we are essentially a landlord in that sense, they bring in their own infrastructure. So we offer and and help as much as possible, but ultimately our role in this is that we are the landlord. And so they oftentimes will bring in their own POS system and their their own infrastructure because it's their restaurant and they're operating it, but we are there to help them. So whether they need to bring in a new ISP and, and that comes in through our MPO, we are there to help every step of the way.
0: Perfect. Okay. Now you've brought up your DAS a couple of times during the podcast. Is there any coordination between DAS traffic and the Wi-Fi traffic? Can you see when one is getting overloaded and steer it towards the other, or does that just organically happen? How does that
1: work? I think it happens probably more organically. We have a lot more data and insights around our Wi-Fi network. Our DAS is managed and built by Verizon, and we are one of the first venues to open with 5G millimeter wave. So. Our 5G infrastructure is state-of-the-art, and we're really proud of that infrastructure as well. We don't get as much data or insights because Verizon manages that network on our behalf, but we get a ton of data So from the Wi-Fi network. So after every single event, we're looking at take rate, we're looking at how much bandwidth went through the network. We're looking at where we peaked, all these different metrics that we're able to pull out of the Aruba network, uh, we're able to do. And we actually pull that into dashboards that we have internally as well. So we're now bringing visibility across the organization on our network performance, which is something that I'm really excited about because I want others internally to see these incredible numbers that we're able to do. And just to give you a few examples, a few weeks ago, we held the League of Legends World Championships, which is the largest esports event in the world. Really? Yes. For that event, we did over five terabytes worth of traffic on a, almost sem- or a little over 70% take rate on Wi-Fi, which is absolutely incredible for a venue of our size to be able to handle that much bandwidth and those many connected devices. And I would attribute a big part of that to the infrastructure that we have, and specifically Wi-Fi 6E, to be able to provide that bandwidth to those fans and to that many devices in a condensed area like the Arena Bowl, it was pretty amazing to see.
0: That is amazing. So if you had a 70% take rate on Wi-Fi, that implies maybe less than 5 terabytes on the Verizon 5G, or you don't know what they did? You don't have that insight?
1: We we haven't seen those numbers specifically, but the the 5 terabyte number is just fan traffic over Wi-Fi. That doesn't include our wired network. It doesn't include our back-of-house network. That is just what our fans did on the Xfinity Wi-Fi. Fiat Chase Center, SSID. Well,
0: that's it's a lot of social media and a lot of, I don't know what else they were doing.
1: A lot <laughs> of Live streaming. streaming, I guess, right? Exactly.
0: That's great. All right, Daniel, anything else you want to highlight about this? This has been really great.
1: Yeah, I think the the one thing I, I've been really blown away by is we've done, as you can imagine, an immense amount of speed tests since we've deployed this uh, 6C network, and we've been consistently getting over one gigabit per second upload speed over wow. Wi-Fi. Upload. Which?
0: Oh, that's upload, yeah. That's which
1: for us is an incredibly important. Yeah, Um, because of all that live that's what our fans want to do. Exactly. They want to share that content. They want to connect with their friends and show them that they're at a Warriors game. And when Steph hits that three, they want to share that with their friends and on social platforms. So the ability to consistently have speeds over one gigabit per second, we've seen sometimes almost a gig and a half, even sometimes even over two gigs, um, gigabits per second. I mean, it's pretty incredible. So we feel like we're in a really good position as more devices start supporting six gigahertz and and they're going to be able to take advantage of what 6E is going to be able to do. We really feel that the sky is the limit in terms of uh, possibilities.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that. What's your download speed?
1: Download, we're getting between seven and 800 usually, okay. um, but we've seen devices get over a gig up-down. A lot of it depends on the manufacturer of the device. Oh, okay. uh, you know, Chipsets are obviously a little bit different depending on what kind of device it is. We have a plethora of devices. We now have the latest iPad, so Apple's now supporting 6 e We have plenty of Google devices, Samsung devices. This is actually something that we've been doing with the Aruba team is they've come multiple times over the last few weeks with folks from the office of the CT and they've come and and spent literally five days in a row going around and just testing and doing frequency coordination and and checking power levels. I mean, all these things that really show that true partnership. The fact that we've had these folks come and use Chase Center as that testing ground and help us optimize and and continue to test and learn. That was always the goal in in the first place, and, and I'm thrilled to see what has come with it.
0: Yeah, this has been so interesting. Thank you so much for being here. Daniel Brusilovsky, VP of Technology for the Golden State Warriors. Thanks for making time to be on The Signal today.
1: Thanks for having me, Martha.
0: And that is our show. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, for all things Wi-Fi related, visit y-fi.org. That's Wi-Fi Alliance. I'm Martha DeGrasse. This has been The Signal. Thank you very much for listening, and we hope you join us again next time on The Signal.